Welcome back to the first ever naturally occurring podcast sports segment presented by Oakmont Eye Care. Shout out to Oakmont. Shout out to Oakmont Eye Care. Been providing for the family for centuries. I had a patient today who called me and said that they want a sweepstakes to go to the Super Bowl completely free. Plane tickets, Where seats. is it from? Fanatics, actually. Fanatics. Fanatics, yeah, yeah. She she actually gave me a Fanatics plug. She was like, <laughs> she like on the phone. She pushed the company? She was. She was like, do you buy any sports apparel? And I was like, yes, ma'am. And she was like, you should buy it from Fanatics. And I was like, there's kind of nowhere else to buy it from. <laughs> they own every domain. <laughs> they really do. Every If you it's go to ridiculous. a team website, it's the Fanatics. It's Fanatics. It's Fanatics. Which I don't, I don't. I actually don't know a single sports team that isn't fanatic. No, it's all of them. It's maybe all maybe European soccer. Okay, so Europe. Here's the thing, because I've almost bought a soccer jersey like a thousand times. It's so they have a fanatics website and then they have a team. Okay. It's only European soccer. Yeah. But they have a fanatic site and then they have a team site that's a little bit different. They have like stuff on the team site they yeah. don't have on the fanatic site. That's interesting. But speaking of the Super Bowl. This Sunday, six days from now, we got the NFC repping Philadelphia Eagles uh-huh. taking on the AFC repping Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Now, there's one question that this game is going to answer besides who is the new future team in the future because both these teams are set up kind of for future success. I mm-hmm. think we're going to see a very similar playoff next year as we saw this year. Yep. But the main question that this game is going to answer is – did the NFC just absolutely stink this year? Yeah. I feel like I they did. So. I feel like they did because if you look at it, the Eagles had no real challenge going through the playoffs at all, and the games that weren't the Eagles games were absolutely terrible. Yeah. I mean, the 49ers. They made it far in the playoffs with their fourth-string quarterback. Yeah, I think that's your, I think that's your organization to be scared of in the future. Is the 49ers? I think if they if they sort out their quarterback situation, they they could be the Patriots of the twenties. Well, I think every everything else besides quarterback is so good and so young. It's ridiculous. I'll tell you what, I think you're right. We're gonna see how much of an impact D'Amico Ryan's had mm-hmm. on their future. Yep. But as it stands right now, I'm never gonna forgive their coach for what he did to me. Let's see, how many years ago was it? I think I want to say, was that nine years ago? Is that Shanahan? Shanahan. What's what? your beef with Kyle Shanahan? <laughs> I don't even want to say it, man. The 2016 Super Bowl. Uh, that's my beef with yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I thought so. If, if, if he would have just kept it together for one quarter of football, I'd be wearing a much different T-shirt right now. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to talk about it. Me, me and my girl almost went and saw 80 for Brady Yeah. this week. And we didn't. I told her why. Because we watched the trailer, and what game did it have in the trailer? The game, the trailer is based on that game. That's what the movie's based on, is that game. I was like, I don't think you understand, Michael. If the United States military Uh captured me and had me pegged for terrorism, (laughs) sends me down to Guantanamo Bay, Uh would they waterboard me? No. (laughs) To <laughs> make you watch that Super Bowl? They would chain me to the bed, give me 15 cups of coffee, keep my eyes peeled wide open, and make me watch that game one time. Commercials they, and all. 
Commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Commercials and all on that horrible halftime show. I can't even remember who performed. Would it be better or would it be worse to watch one of those like 30 minute YouTube highlights? You know what I'm talking oh. about? <laughs> Where it's just the big plays. If they, wa- if they made me watch one of those 30-minute highlights, they can only show me one because i die the second time. <laughs> yeah. they got to get me to the point, and I'd be at the point about 18 minutes through. <laughs> that would be torture. I'd tell them whatever they need to know about the first yeah. three minutes. I have been avoiding that game my entire life, which brings You've me back to my original again? point. No. I've never watched a highlight. I've never watched as soon as the highlights came for the 80 for Brady, Jerry Lyon turned it off and said, I can't do it. Michael, that game had me crying. Coach Shanahan yep. had me crying in my math class. It was definitely Shanahan's fault. I think it was. <laughs> I think it was. Really? It was It was inevitable that Brady was going to make a big comeback in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw that one coming. Yep. What was the one thing you had to do? Swing Run the ball points. well. Do easy passes. Hey, maybe this one. Give Julio a chance. Yeah. Maybe score another point. I'm never going to forgive him for that. I hope I hope Coach Shanahan has 15 0 and 16 seasons. 0 and 17 now. <laughs> Shanahan's ridiculous though. He's, He's so good. He's so good. Has he won a Super Bowl with the Niners yet though? Has no. he? Who's been his best quarterback? Alex Smith. That's true. I mean, listen, Garoppolo is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers new quarterback with how they've been picking him up. He's going to be terrible. That's going to be a dumpster fire. I mean, listen, he couldn't do it with the um When the last the pick of the draft is putting up similar numbers to you in the same offense, it's saying something. I, t- I love Brock Purdy. I love that story. Mm-hmm. He's not it. He's not him. I talked to you before going back to the Niners-Eagles game. I talked to you before the game happened. Uh-huh. And I told you that if Brock Purdy's the real deal, he's got to beat these Eagles. Because yeah. the Eagles, as it stood, were as obviously the best team in the They're NFC. They're the cream of the NFC. Yeah, Ex- if not the Super Bowl, if not the. I, yeah, the I mean, I think film. they're. I think they're the best team in football. I think it's going to be a blow away. Really, but if it's not, if the Chiefs somehow keep it close with the Eagles or beat them, what's the path to getting there for the Chiefs for you? How are they going to do it? Yeah, I think the first thing that they're going to have to do is stop the pass rush. Mm-hmm. I agree. If they want any chance at all. But I think that's the only offensive line in the league that can do it. Yeah. you got what's – the, what's the guy's name, Hassan Reddick, number uh-huh. seven? Yeah. He's an absolute monster. He's he the future. That's why I say they're set up. And this brings me to my next point. Uh-huh. What I was going to say, and I think this is the key to not only the Super Bowl, but why I think the Jaguars are going to be good, why I think the Texans have a shot of maybe mm-hmm. being serviceable mm-hmm. in a couple of years – it all comes down to the same reason why I think these are the two best teams in football at the moment. And that reason is I think the current NFL game, with how small skilled players made it mm-hmm. and how the defensive coaches started beefing up the defense and things like that are changing in real time, I think all you need to have a, to have a playoff, if not a championship, contending football team is a good secondary, a good offensive line, and a good QB. I think if you have those three things, then you can make it at least to the playoffs, if not further. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. At this point in where the league's at, you have your super athletes at skill positions. Yep. We can always agree that there's going to be some supers. 
But for the most part, I mean, part, there's some super athletes on the defensive line too. Exactly. There's Miles gonna, Garrett's a freak. Exactly. There's always going to be those super um, athletes, mm-hmm. which are like kind of not what I'm talking about. I'm leaving the super athletes out of it when yep. I say this. For the most part, those all defensive linemen are going to be somewhat serviceable. Same with wide receivers. Same with most running backs. Mm-hmm. But if you have a sound-minded QB, an offensive line to keep that sound-minded QB safe, and the defensive secondary to keep the ball on the ground, then I think you're able to make it as far as you can, which is what these two teams have, if you look. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, I think the only thing that I would disagree with is I think it's more important to have a a, a elite defensive line than it is a secondary. Which we saw in the last game. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's going to be a big part of the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl mm. is going to be their defensive line. If you if you force Jalen Hurts to make decisions on his own, it's tough. And when you have a guy like Chris Jones, who I think should have been Defensive Player of the Year, definitely an argument for that. I mean, his dude, his double team rate, ridiculous. I've never seen anything like what I saw in the last game. From it's him. insane. Yeah, if, he, if he's got to get two or three, he's got to do it. There's a there's a bet out right now that he and Hassan Reddick are both going to have two plus on sacks. Which the odds are high. Which the odds are high. Yeah. And I I think it's it's doable. I think for both of them to do it though is gonna be pretty tough. No. I think it's more likely that Hassan Reddick gets two than Chris Jones get two. No. Because you gotta think, Chris Jones absolutely lit up Joe Burrow all night and he only had two last From game. From the tackle position. Yeah. That's the craziest part about it. It's hard. I mean it's one thing to see like a Miles Garrett or you know, a TJ Wad go out and do it on the end. Dude's doing it from inside. That's ridiculous. Now you also gotta think though, that was the worst O line I've seen in an NFL playoff game probably since the Falcons Giants game of twenty fourteen. <laughs> that it, it reminded me of that. Yeah. When you had one day one hand Jason Pierre Paul uh-huh. just making a mockery of our <laughs> offensive line. He was just clubbing him. He was a beast though. He was I mean he was, he was a freak afraid. of nature. He was a freak of nature. He loved pyrotechnics, but he was a freak a of nature. A little too much. He didn't back up. No. No. <laughs> uh, that that same tenacity that made him the best defensive end also blew his hand off. It's true. God bless him. God bless him. I think but there's I, some kind of surgery they can do now. <laughs> Maybe. But I, I, I do agree with you. I think the Eagles will win. But I think, I think the matchup of the day is going to be Kelsey on the Eagles linebackers. No, I'm not familiar with the Eagles linebackers, but That's I think you're the right. Problem. Is there a bunch of no names? They're not great. But see, here's if the you're thing. looking at that, if you're looking at every position group on the Eagles roster, that's a big hole. And for a guy like Kelsey, who I think is probably the greatest tight end of all time, mm-hmm. I would say you're right. I would say you're right. Old you're heads will pipe up and say Kellen Winslow, and I'm like, Pfft. who is that one who played for the Redskins? Chris Conley, yeah, there was a there was a point if he if he stayed on the trajectory that he was on and didn't play for the Redskins, I feel like he'd be considered <laughs> one of the best now. If you're on the Redskins, man, it's tough. It's tough. You need to leave immediately. They or brought in Carson Wentz. Car accident. Like. <laughs> Is that too far? No. 
Or be like Ron Rivera. <laughs> Pat Tillman. And get cancer so you get signed for another three yeah. years. I'm telling you what, I have such a beef with Ron Rivera. This is kind of going off on a tangent. I won't say her for too long. Ron Rivera is the most get hired to win six coach mm-hmm. that has ever existed. Yep. When has he ever had great success? Is is there like a everywhere a, is just mediocre? Everywhere he played for the Panth. I mean, coached for the Panthers before, and then where that? I mean, like he had success with Cam, didn't he? Or was that before Cam? No, that was. Um, I think he had one year without Cam, and then he was hired on with okay. Cam. Okay. Yeah, he had that one year. What do you think about the Cowboys? <sighs> Man, talk about being right there. I'll tell you, the Cowboys are the reason that I think the NFC was probably a loser's division this year. Mm-hmm. I think that, like I said, this game is going to see, like, is the AFC just the future of the NFL? Yeah. And is the NFC really falling behind? The yeah. NFC South begs yes. The mm-hmm. NFC South is screaming yes. <laughs> I mean, there was a graphic today. It is rough over there, man. There was a graphic. I just showed it. Um to Kira, where it was talking about, like, the NFC South needs mm-hmm. on offense. It said, like, Panthers quarterback, Bucks quarterback, um, Saints, like, yeah. O-line. And then for the Falcons, it just said everything. It simply said everything. Yeah. So, you have that on the NFC South. <laughs> on the AFC, you have the defending AFC champions, Bengals. Yep. Incredible team. You have the Chiefs. Nothing more needs to be said disgusting. there. I mean, they're disgusting. You have who did the? Um, you have the Jaguars who made a run this year. Jags are tough. I think they're going to be a Bengals team next year. We'll get to that in a second, though. They're looking up. Who did the Bengals play? And then you have the Ravens. I mean, these are all really, really good, yeah. sound football teams. The Ravens without Lamar, by the way. Yeah. Who I think may be playing. Um, Super Bowl football right now if he was still playing. But you have all these things that are going on in the AFC. Some exciting things, too. You have oh, yeah. the Chargers who were just right there. You have the Raiders who were not just right there but should have been. Like, you have all these teams that are just right on the edge. And then in the NFC, you're just like, you look around and you're just like, all these teams are years it's off. Tough. It's a drop-off. Yeah. It's a drop-off for sure. It's a major drop-off. And I think that's what the Cowboys were working into is because they were playing all these NFC games against pretty beatable teams. Mm-hmm. Dak was winning the games he had to win and making and, sure know, to play think bad. think about it, I mean, they had Cooper Rush and for did. a while and were fine. Was very serviceable. And that's a little bit. I think that bodes poorly for the NFC. That doesn't spell well for anybody in within 10 miles of the Cowboys organization. No, it doesn't. I'll let you know. Which is why I think they're going to try to start probably, probably trying to advertise Dak. To I teams. think they should. I, I think, think it's time. Too. you got to move on from him. I'll tell you a theory I have, just because I know Jerry Jones. The Jerry Jones I know mm-hmm. from years past with Romo. The Jerry Jones I know from years when Romo wasn't even there before. Yeah. And this is a hot take. It's probably not going to happen, but I'm at least going to put it out there. The Jerry Jones I know would get rid of Dak and try to bring Aaron Rodgers to America's team. Uh, I'm not sure I'm crazy about it. 
I think we need to be on the lookout. I don't know who I'd rather have. <laughs> really? <laughs> right between Aaron and Dak? Because, I mean, right now your team's young. So yeah. You have a young team, and you got some studs that are young. Micah Parsons. I mean, he's got the chance to be a Hall of Famer. He probably Ridiculous. will be. He should be right now. Um, am I willing to give away a quarterback that fits that timeline better than a quarterback that people are questioning is he got two more years? Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would be looking at other options if I was Dallas. I think it'd also be weird to see how the money works. That's true. That's true. Jerry would have to be ready Dad's to shell paid. a lot. Yeah. Dak's getting paid, paid. They For, to, they need to move on from Zeke too. He needs he needed to be traded him. yesterday. He probably won't get picked up. Dude, they're paying him so much money; it's ridiculous. And it, what Tony Pollard is taking all the carries. Tony Pollard's been the better back for the past two years. They just thought it was too expensive <laughs> to not let Zeke get the ball. I feel like they've been getting getting him pity reps. Oh, dude, it's bad. It's been pity reps all season. He's hard to watch. He can't play. He doesn't have it. He's too big. You know what? He's going through the Eddie Lacy transformation. He is. And not in a good way. Trent Richardson transformation, too. Not right in a good way. He no. needs a he needs a boost bad. And speaking about teams that need a boost. Yeah. I think we've already talked about, you know, before we move on, I'm just going to say pick is the Eagles, obviously. I think it's the same. Pick's the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. It's going to be a big, I got him winning by 10. It's going to have to be a big upset for that not to be the case. If the Chiefs do pick it, then we just need to go ahead and put the gravestone for the NFC is dead. Yeah, for sure. Until further notice. For sure. Just because of how the Eagles have wiped out mm-hmm. every team that they've been in their path. But anyways, teams that need to rebuild. Build. Me and you both are fans of arguably one of the bottom three teams in the NFL at the moment. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Not even arguably. Not no, even arguably. We, we are. I'll tell you what, man. This NFL draft, I feel like, is one of the most important for the Atlanta Falcons organization. Yeah. Since they agree. drafted Pitt. I would have got that Pitt's pick. Maybe before that. Maybe before that. Yeah, it's it's a big draft for the Falcons. They got a they got a hit on probably what, five of their six? I would yeah. I think I think that's your that's you that's what you gotta hit. That's your mark. Yeah. And I think we have the same GM as we've always had, which I don't like. I don't like him. I've never liked him. Of course, when you have a coach who's only been coaching for about, what, six years, maybe? That's what you're going to get. It's neither here nor there. We have an opportunity this year to snag one of the two top quarterbacks in college football. Mm -hmm. Because we're at eight. I think there's two teams in front of us that need quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. There's two teams. One of them is the Texans. The other one is the Colts. Quarterback. Hmm? I don't think I don't think Texans go quarterback. Really? Yeah, I think they go Jalen Carter. Do you think they're going to stick with Mills for a couple more years? Or do you think they're going to cherry pick one of the murky, unknown quarterbacks that are out in free agency, like Garoppolo or like mm. somebody like that? I think they just Mariota. Take, I think they take <laughs> best player available. Yeah. Get Jalen Carter, make him the centerpiece of your defense. Mm-hmm. And then I would just draft heavy O-line. However, if you'll realize, if you'll remember, the last time the Texans tried to make a defensive player a centerpiece in the first round was Jadavion Clowney. Mm -hmm. And we all remember how that one went. So I wonder if they have a little bit of PTSD from that. Maybe, maybe not. It's possible. It's possible. I think Jalen Carter's 
leagues ahead of where Jadavion Clowney was at that time. Really? No. I think Jadavion Clowney has always been overrated. I think it's a different it's a different brand of football now than what it was back then, I feel like, for real. I agree. I think the players are coming in a lot more pro-ready mm-hmm. than they were just six years ago. And, you know, he's been down there in Georgia, mm-hmm. which that's... We've it, seen how if, their players if, have done. If you make it through, you're the sharpest of the, of the lot. Yeah. You know? um, and if you just watch his tape, man, he's ridiculous. I mean, he's really good. I mean, he's a defensive tackle that plays like an end mm. and just throws people around. I remember when I saw him live down there to watch the uh, Oregon-Georgia game, kind of watching how their defensive line performed. I knew there was going to be nobody that could compete with them. Yeah. Because I had studied the Oregon O-line, and I knew that we've got some players that are going to be going third, fourth round mm-hmm. O-line this year. And he was making them look like this was their first time on the field. Yeah. I mean, 41-3, to three, there's a reason he only scored three. He's ridiculous. He's insane. He almost got a block on that three, too. I, he, he's my number one overall. Yeah. And I hope you're right. I if do, too. <laughs> no, if, I really do, too. I hope and pray you're right. Because I don't know if the Colts have it in them to not just go ahead and take Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And that's a really Colts and Ursay move is yep, to take Rodgers. It totally is. That's so what's happened the past couple of years. So we're either going to have Bryce Young or Stroud fall into our lap. Which would you rather have? I'm going to be honest with you, man. Gosh, that's tough. I had an answer, and I was going to just say Stroud off the bat. Yeah. But with how Bryce Young has kept himself healthy – with how he's tried to implement his play, with how you saw his relationship with a hard Nick Saban, yeah. with a beaten-down Nick Saban, yeah. with a haven't-won-in-a-little-bit Nick Saban. Yeah. He kept his composure and kept his leadership there. I think we may have a yeah. a birthing um, freaking Eagles quarterback. Hurts. I think we may have a birthing Hurts. Possible. In the draft. A lot of the things reminds me of him. Yeah. I think they play... A, li- a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. At least I know Hurts in college, at least his first part in uh, Alabama. Yeah. One read. It was, it one, was read. one read. Of course, that's why he didn't go far. Exactly. Well, it's all it's all he could really do at the time. Yeah. Um, he sits behind Tua, he works, goes to Oklahoma, figures out how to stay patient, yeah. how to read, and then he goes up to the Eagles and sits behind, who was it, Foles? It was, was it Foles that he sat behind? He sat behind somebody. No, it was Wentz. He sat, he behind, sat Wentz. behind Wentz, which was ridiculous. Yeah. But, again, he learns how to stay composed, adjust to the flow of the game, and now he's, like, second year in the league. Mm-hmm. He really has his first breakout season. Yeah. Worst deep ball thrower in the entire league. <laughs> Next season. Bar this, none. This season. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. He is the statistical best deep ball thrower. And it's really league. not even close. And it's not close. It's really not close. And it's ridiculous how he has just seen, okay, I'm going to fix this, I'm going to fix this, I'm going to fix this in a year, and did it every time. But that mindset's kind of what I see in Bryce Young. I could see – I see more of Tua in him. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think Tua was the more, you know – Cool, calm, and collected guy. He's he's kind of twitchy. Yeah. He runs around, you know. He'll break off a long run once every, like, four games. And it's going to be on ESPN. Yeah. They love they love to talk about Tua. Oh, they love Tua. God, if you talk to an Alabama fan about Tua, it takes, like, four hours. It takes four hours. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They're, they're the 
Tua is to Bama what Aaron Murray was to Georgia. You talk about an Aaron Murray to Georgia fan, they'll they'll keep you there until the sun goes down. It's it's ridiculous. The amount of times I've heard, well, you know, really, you know, if we're talking about best college quarterbacks of all time, <laughs> it's Aaron Murray. <laughs> Tua didn't play the last quarter any game he ever played. Ridiculous. I'm telling you, I absolutely delusional. Genuinely, I feel like Tua should probably get off a football field as fast as he can run. I don't know. I'm kind of a Tua believer now. I was, but I feel like man, there has never been a as more stirred up has, story in the as league. As long as he has Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill to throw to, he's fine. If he can take a hit, don't I th- matter. I think McDaniel's offense, which I love McDaniel by the way, has got to get him. No, I did too. I love. I McDaniel. love McDaniel. With that all being said, though. I think I'm going to take Stroud if I'm the Falcons, if he's available. I mean, obviously, we're going to have to pick whichever of one course, yeah. who's available. I just hope we pick one. I do, too. Because with this staff, you don't know. With this staff, we've been such cookie-cutter let's pickers. Say they, let's say they're both gone. Do you? Who do you look to next? Are you thinking Richardson? Oh, Are you thinking both Levis? Gone. If they're both gone, I think you take your lumps and move. Okay. I think you just say, look, we had two really good quarterbacks that we were willing to put the future in. We had the whole Levis and Richardson and all that kind yeah. of stuff. We went through that last year with Ritter. Yep. We're in that scenario now. Uh-huh. I think the best case scenario is is that younger Stroud fall. We get him. We put him behind Ritter for a year. We say, Ritter, okay, maybe you're the new Patrick Mahomes. If you are, show us. If you, we'll trade this guy for weapons for we'll you. Trade, we'll trade this guy for a first-round pick. For next year and get you a wide receiver next year. Yeah. But if you're the real deal, now's the time to show it. Mm-hmm. you got to win at least two games in the first three or four. Yeah, I agree. And if not, you're out. I totally agree. But here's the thing. I think that's never going to happen because I think one thing, and I think this is what makes the Falcons. The Falcons. The Falcons and the worst team in the league. They're too content with losing. It's ridiculous. The amount of times I've screamed – just take a lineman. Yeah. Any of them. <laughs> they would help. And they say, well, hold on. We need a corner. Yeah. Now, we did get A.J. Terrell out of that pick that I'm thinking about in my head. And A.J. Terrell is ridiculous. But was he this season, though? No, but, I mean, who can blame him? I can't. Let's be honest. If they got 15 seconds to throw the ball... <laughs> They're gonna find somebody. You're lining up, you know. You're lining up for it, Felipe Franks at tight end. <laughs> what can he do? You can't blame AJ. He was our TE one for a pretty good amount of games. Good God, Felipe. Felipe Franks. <laughs> Franks was our TE one for a couple of games. I'm still pushing pro Felipe propaganda. <laughs> this is gonna be his season. He's coming out as Kelsey next year. <laughs> With Pitts gone, Pitts is gonna be a new. Uh, Micro-investor in Atlanta. I think, how many tight TDs did he have on the season? This team, two? He doubled his ones from his Not rookie enough. year? No. No, that that pick is getting scary and scary and scary, bro. I'm, I, every day that passes, I think it's more of a buzz. Yeah. He's got to have at least five this year, and I think we trade him while he's still hot. I don't know. I don't know what kind of value you get out of him at that point. Well, we're never going to be – and you know, you know the reason you know the he's like this right now? Is? What? His floor is so low because he can't block. No. You and know, if Schultz – if Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys couldn't catch, it's like, okay, at least he can block. That's it with every tight end. 
Pitt was billed as this guy that's like a super athlete. He can catch anything near his frame. He was frame. a Pegasus. Where is it? Where is it? it what feels, happened? It feels like he lost weight and talent when he came to the league. That's exactly how it feels. Maybe it's maybe it's the Atlanta curse. Who knows? I'll tell you what it is. I think he's getting a taste of, okay, everyone around here is fine with losing. There's possible. no one. Blank it's doesn't possible. care. Blank doesn't care if we lose or no. not. He doesn't. If he did, he'd be screaming on the door of the general manager's office to take a quarterback and let's see how this thing goes. Yeah. We still have Mariota on payroll for some reason. I love Mariota. Get him off a of payroll. Yeah, he doesn't need to be there. Free up that $12 million. He really didn't even need to be there that last past year. No. They should have started Ritter. They should have started Ritter. Let's see what he's worth. Let's give him a year, and then we wouldn't even have to worry about making that decision. Exactly. We wouldn't be in this eighth spot. We'd be by far <laughs> like a four. <laughs> the worst <laughs> team. Imagine probably the worst team ever fielded in the NFL. If we don't we have the number one pick, <laughs> if if we don't take a quarterback this time, I say we draft seven linemen with all seven picks. I'm I serious. Agree. I take. I say we take seven linemen. Don't show up to any of the games next year and get Caleb Williams. I like that a lot, actually. I'm fine with it. I'm so sick and tired of losing. I'm so sick and tired. If I just have to take a year off. Yeah. And then come back the next year and see my Falcons I'd do, do good. I'd do, I'd do it. Sure. I think everybody would. Yeah. Like, you have Drake London, who I think is going to be a, the wide receiver of the future. Uh-huh. You have Kyle Pitts, who we're going to see. Yeah. You have Tamir Bird, who isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. And you have two really, really good running backs in Tyler Alliger and um, Cordell Patterson. Yeah. So the pieces to have at least an eight-win season are there. It's you just need the to, Yeah, it's winnable. It's gettable. You just have you have to get a, you have to get an offensive line. Mm-hmm. You got to make something happen on defense somewhere, you know. But once you do that, it's not that hard to win games in the NFL. Doors are going to start opening. It's not that hard, and you're in a city like Atlanta. What other city in the South is really competing with Atlanta? Miami? <laughs> not really. Not really. But with how this organization is being run, it's making me think more and more it's not about football for them. It's just about the dollar. But what money are they making? Not a lot. I mean, it's got to be one of the least valuable teams in the NFL. We were competing for a Super Bowl less than 10 years ago. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Now, Ryan left. That turned out to be not that bad because he did terrible. Mariota gets brought in. We all knew that how that was going to go. Nobody thought this season was going to be the big season. No, no. I, I actually predicted us to be on zero win watch. Yeah. And we, boy. We made it close. <laughs> we won seven somehow. Technically, <sighs> the last team Tom Brady ever lost to was the Falcons, which I think is a little bit poetic. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Because I, I think I've told you this before. We won so many games that it put us too far ahead in the rebuild. That was actually bad for us. You needed the tank there. I wouldn't I wouldn't have wanted to beat the Buccaneers. No, I wouldn't have. I been. wouldn't have wanted to beat kind of any of the teams we beat, honestly. I wouldn't have wanted to beat the 49ers, whatever. Like, if we just lose those two games, we're up at six. And now it's not if we're going to get a quarterback, it's which one. Yeah. Just with the way the Falcons are, 
I think too many people in Atlanta believe that Ritter's the guy. He shouldn't be seen as that. He's going to be another Deshaun Kaiser. Might be high. <laughs> Probably. You might be high on that one. Probably. He's... I don't know, though. It's like, you know, Jalen Hurts had kind of a Ritter year. Mahomes, you could say he kind of had a Ritter year. You know, some quarterbacks have those rough couple years and then they blow out. But it's the thing is, it's like I don't see that type of skill set with Ritter, though. Mm -hmm. Because you can kind of see a skill set that screams that. Yeah. He doesn't really have it. He just kind of has the... Or, you know, not even really just a skill set, but like some of those guys that just have like a superpower. Mm-hmm. Like Mahomes' ability to just hit Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill wherever he wants to. I yeah. mean, it could be 175 yards. It doesn't matter. He's exactly. gonna hit him in stride. Or you know, Josh Allen's ability to throw the ball 100 miles an hour if he wants to. They right? saw that before he was good. Exactly. But you know, I'm I'm a fan of these quarterbacks that have some type of superpower. Mm. Like I'm a big Justin Fields believer. Me too. Because he's the most efficient runner in the league. Yeah. He's got a superpower. He does know? have a superpower. And, and he's I, not I, a terrible passer either. But the thing about Ritter is, I don't see one. I don't see anything near it. He can run about as good as Josh Allen can, which is great if you're Josh Allen. Yeah. Not great if you're Desmond Ritter who can't kind of do anything else. Exactly. And who's significantly smaller than Josh Allen. Exactly. That's the thing. You know? I don't see a superpower in him like you said. I think I see some quarterbacks in this draft who probably do. C.J. Stroud, I think, could possibly be the next Aaron Rodgers with his I skill set. Too. I could, too. And how, he's, and how he's going. And he's going to bring a mentality to Atlanta that Atlanta doesn't have yet. Mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter was kind of a, a horizontal move. You yeah. think Cincinnati really had a winning attitude? Well, I mean, they had a crazy team for Cincinnati. They did, ha- they did have a crazy and team and a crazy coach. coach. But um, I'm talking about from the university down. No. Because I think it's more of a front office problem for Atlanta than it is a in-the-practice facility problem. No, I agree. So I think he kind of maybe had a slight downward trend, if not horizontal. But I don't see him as one of those people who can't stand losing. I don't see anybody on the Falcons as one of those people who can't stand losing. Yeah. I think they're a little bit too uh, nonchalant. It's mundane. It's mundane football is what it is right now. Well, let let me try to explain a rebuild that I think is very possible. Okay. okay? And I think it's the team that's in the worst situation in the league. Right, okay. I think they're in a worse situation than us. And it's the Broncos. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, they are just stuck. You know? They have no picks. They gave them all Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) But they have so much talent that it's like, it's you can see them being a playoff, like, uh, one of those teams where you see in the playoffs and you're like, I don't really want to see the Broncos. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'd be a low ticket. Yeah. That'd be a low ticket. But I think they're able to do that. But the biggest <laughs> the biggest <laughs> problem with them the is Broncos. is Russ, right? Yeah. It's not Hackett. Like, no. can we all just be honest and just say it's not on It Hackett. was never Hackett. And we're going to see that when Hackett goes and has success. Exactly. We're going to see that exactly. when he goes. I think that's why he got a job so quick. Mm-hmm. If he was so bad, why was he just such a hot commodity? Exactly. But, you know, he, he could draw something up, and the concept could cook. Mm-hmm. And Russ wouldn't. And, you know, I always kind of thought Russ was a little bit more than everybody thought he was. Yeah. 
because he always wants to play rust ball. He wants to run around and throw it as deep as he can. <laughs> it's backyard play. football. It's backyard football. And when you have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, works. You can do that really well, actually. When you have Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, not really how that works. Who are precision runners? Exactly. They're more of a Keenan Allen. Exactly. Do, does everything right in out of their cuts. Hit them in anticipation. Rust doesn't do that. Yeah. And you know, I think they made the best move getting Sean Payton. They traded a first round draft pick. But it was a 30th overall pick. Yeah. That was a good And it's like, trade. at 30, you're going to get a defensive lineman who has a chance to be like a, what, a pro bowler? Instead, you went and got a coach that's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think that was by far the best move. And, you know, if you look at, um, if you look at what Russ was asked to do, it was a lot of five, seven-step dropbacks. Yeah. Don't do that. And, you know, that's that's what Peyton was doing when he had Breeze, right? Yeah. Five, seven steps. You, I, I'm trusting you. Pick that defense apart. Mm. Right? It went well. Well, when Breeze left and Jameis came in, that offense was gone. Immediately. It was not the same offense at all. No. It was one to three step dropbacks, and it was all just figure out the mismatch pre-snap Hit your guy. And somehow he had really good success. And he did. He had great success. Because when he had to come back to seven or eight steps, you know, he gets antsy and throws, like, on that 30-30 season. Yeah. Well, he's short. That's what short quarterbacks can't do. True. True. But when Jameis was in Tampa in 2019 mm-hmm. and had his 30 interceptions, 30 touchdown season, <laughs> if, you, if you break his stats down by different dropbacks. <laughs> what a stat. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Nine of his touchdowns came from a three or less step drop back yeah. with only one interception. He had like 700 yards doing that. Dad, go. I know. That is he, a crazy he was, stat. He was averaging like 13 yards an attempt. Yeah. Which is crazy for one or two steps, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you saw him drop back seven to nine stat, steps, dude, it was bad. Really? That was It was like game. 27 interceptions, 13 touchdowns. Oh, my God. Gosh, horrible. When you out-average your TDs by interceptions, that's horrible. Yeah, it, it was a terrible ball. But no. when but when he got into Peyton's offense and it was one step, hit your guy. Yeah. So he succeeded. Success. Not just great, but I dare say if Peyton stayed, he would be one of the top QBs in the league. He'd be close. He was getting there. He would be around a Geno Smith level. I think – where he, Gino had of that season, everyone was like, "Oh, look at Gino Smith." Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be one of those, and I think, I think Russ will do well in a Sean Payton offense mm-hmm. for that reason, to where he doesn't have to drop back as far and get scared and throw something risky. Right. But I also think Sean Payton will tailor make an offense for Russ. Yeah. He won't ask his Jerry Judy to run eighty yards down the field and just throw it to him. Exactly. I think that's why. The Broncos will thrive under Sean Payton. Could we see some shipments this year from the Broncos to try to get new wide receivers? No, I don't think so. I don't mm. think you're worried about wide receiver if you're the Broncos. Yeah. I think I think your main concern is just get everything under control so you don't have any public embarrassments like yeah. when they were fighting each other, like the players were fighting each other on the sideline. <laughs> they were just fighting Russ. Exactly. And you can't have somebody who's going to – be so bad with clock management. Yeah. And I don't think I think Peyton will have both of those cleaned up first year, and then it's just can you fix Russ? 
And I think he'll... I don't think he'll get him to back, like, an all-pro level or anything. No. Because that's just... That's such a lofty expectation. At this age, too. Exactly. He's at 30. He's 30 old. 30-something. He's, like, 34, I think. Yeah, he's old. He's up there. And he's small, you know. So... And you can be tall and old, but you can't really be small and old. Exactly. Not this You know, if you're Big Ben, you can have the fastest release in the entire <laughs> NFL and win games. Just looking over your row line. Yeah, just... That's your release. Quit. I mean, your release is literally just as fast as you can move your fingers. I think Pat Mahomes will probably be playing as long as Brady did, because it's, it's the same. It's the same thing. Like he has a hurt angle right now, and look at how he's playing. Mm-hmm. He's a pocket passer right now, and he's yep. still the best in the league. Yep. I mean, it's just going to come down to if he gets one of those freak injuries. That's like a the triple of death of like meniscus, HCL, or MCL, ACL. That could which is possible for Russ. I mean, it's I mean it's possible for anybody. Anybody, league, but for you know. especially for how Russ plays. Exactly. I saw an interview with um, Peyton today, and they were asking him, they said, because, you know, last year Russell had his own staff in the Broncos facility. Yep. He had his own staff. Uh-huh. He had, like, a private locker. Oh, yeah. That was like an open-door type of deal. Yeah. Peyton was asked about that today, and he was like, I didn't even know that was going on, but that's not going to be going on here. He was like, all of them are immediately fired, and his locker is going to be brought in the locker room. I think Russell Wilson's going to get a big taste of you're not the guy. Yeah. And we don't really think you're the guy. When they shouldn't. Yeah. At all. Not really Based on last season? Yeah. No. No, Not really. You haven't proven anything to anybody in this facility. Especially after last season. So, this year, it's a make it or break it year for Russ, I think. I think if if you get the same results, you cut him. Mm. I don't think you deal with trading him. Just cut him. I think you mid-season cut him. It, I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And then let Sean Payton deal with your next franchise guy. Let him learn under Sean Payton. Tank and trade up for Caleb Williams. Great call. Yeah. I, I think it's totally possible that the Broncos fix this within three years. I think Elway hates losing too much. I agree. I think this rubbed Elway the wrong, wrong way. I wouldn't be surprised if Russ is already on the hot seat going into the next season. I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be surprised if we are some and, weird know, training camp And, stories. you know, Sean Payton... He runs a scandalous program. He has no problem running a few wires up. I don't. I haven't forgotten about Bounty Gate. Listen, by Sean Payton. I think about it once a week. Curtis Lofton, mm-hmm. my guy, Curtis Lofton. Curtis, former Atlanta Falcon, Curtis Lofton. <laughs> I love Curtis Lofton. Yeah, I don't blame him at all for what he did. <laughs> Listen, he was playing a tough brand of football. I do blame him a lot. Just so you guys know, I think it's absolutely despicable <laughs> what he did. He tried yeah, to kill put multiple players. Yeah. yeah, like Brett Favre, he put like <laughs> ten grand on his head. Get him out of the game. Get ten grand. But here, in retrospect, is that really a bad thing? I mean, come on. Yes, <laughs> Favre. Favre has not been doing great. I love Favre. <laughs> Even still, I don't know what's happened, but it makes me think he's been canceled. <laughs> I haven't heard about what happened. I love his play style, though. So he ran. Um, this is all speculation, by the way. Oh. That's a, not a good But start. it's not really speculation. It's kind of just been proven. Okay. He ran a charity and then took the money from the charity to build his um, daughter's college, a new volleyball gymnasium. Mm. Well, It was kind of on record books. Like he started this yeah. big foundation for homeless people, took the money he raised from that, and then built a gymnasium. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's terrible behavior. You can't be doing that. But, hey, maybe it's because of Curtis Lofton. Maybe we're thinking, oh, Curtis, you're good for doing that. Maybe it's because of him. Look what Possible. CTE's done to Mr. Brown. True, true. But I, all I'm saying is I don't think Russ will take lightly Sean Payton. 
Does that no. make sense? Yeah. I think of the minute Sean Payton steps foot, it's like. I think there's already made a move change. But I, bet there, I bet there is too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But man, I think Russell Wilson has got to humble himself a lot. Got and has to. got to kind of relearn how to play football to an extent. I totally agree. To be somewhat successful in this offense. If not, to be a playoff quarterback, mm-hmm. which is why they're bringing Sean Payton in. Exactly. I think Sean Payton, it's a big deal that he signed with this organization because mm-hmm. he's not signing with this organization to stay with him for a four, be a four-year coach. No. I think he's going for at least six, if not seven, eight. Possible. Yeah. He's going on a Saints run. He's got the time, too. I think that's why he waited so long. I do, too. He wanted something like Colorado. He wanted something like Denver. He wanted something like the city. I was thinking he might try to go for Arizona. I could 100% see that. And try to get with Kyler. Yeah. But I could have seen it. I think which personality would you rather have, Kyler or Russ? Kyler. At least you have age. True. I mean, at least Kyler's young. You know, you still got some type of potential. Be harder to ship Kyler than it would Russ, though. I don't think so. I'm just saying that because of his age and how young he is. I think you get a lot of pushback from the fan base. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant, like, league interest. Oh, no, no. Wouldn't be high enough for Kyler. Well, I think both of them, you'll find some dumb team like a Ron Rivera-led Redskins that'll pick <laughs> yeah. any of them up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think thought, shipping uh, them would be fine. Lions. I could see a Lions taking either one. Man, I love the Detroit Lions. Me too. Man, I love the Lions. I wish they'd be better so bad. You should have seen the Hard Knocks this year. It was. I've never seen a hard knocks. It's really good. It's really good. I got into it um, two years ago. No. So I've watched these two previous hard knocks. I wish they do one for the Falcons. I think they're doing it for. I don't think the Falcons are marketable enough. No, because they don't care about winning enough. (laughs) Exactly. And our facilities kind of stink. Yeah. Our facilities are not great. We practice in like Gwinnett or something. Yeah. It's bad. It's not great. It's not great. And it never has been. But that's why I'm saying it's like. A part of me thinks that we're not going to be serviceable until blank leaves. I agree. I agree. I don't think we're going to be a Super Bowl team until he leaves. No shot. I'll say that. I think it was a fluke that we did it the first time. It was just a lot of talent and a crazy year for Matt Ryan. When you look back at the team that we had, the more it's like, how did we do that? I'm telling you, it was crazy (laughs) for Matt Ryan, bro. We were starting Devontae Freeman. Yeah. And it was our backup. Some Devontae had a good season too. too. Devontae had a really good season, but we also had a really good backup, and I can't remember his name. He was some guy who um, went to a bunch of teams after and couldn't really get anything else. Backs twenty sixteen because he was a big part of that season. Because you need two. You I have heard to have two. you have to have two. Um, but we, I mean, Kyle. I think it was more coordinator play than anything to do yeah with what kind of um offensive staff we had and offensive like front line we were putting up there mm-hmm. i think it had you had dan quinn who has proven himself to be one of the best if not the best defensive coordinator in the league yep kyle shanahan who i think has pretty primed himself up to be the best offensive coordinator in the league it's probably what him or mcveigh yeah it's 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 between those one two and Success-wise, I mean, you can see who's winning. So I think it was just we had the perfect scenario, and I think Arthur Blank did not mean to do that, mm. <laughs> which is why. I think he got lucky for He sure. got so lucky. Yeah. And, I mean, you know who else was on that staff? Believe it or not. I, I just looked this up the other day. 
Mike McDaniels really? was on that staff. Yeah, he was an offensive assistant hmm. under I Shanahan. Know that. That's why when Shanahan went to the 49ers, he remembered his boy McDaniels. Brought him. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Man, I wish we would have hired him. All right, I got I to gotta ask you. Okay. How do you feel about the Kyrie trade? He's in, he's in Dallas. He's with Luka. So I heard a quote from the mayor of New York. Mm-hmm. As well as it kind of resonated with what the owner of the Nets said. Mm-hmm. Both of them kind of said the same thing where it was like, I would have picked the team that he least wanted to go to and send him there. I think that says a lot about what the city of New York, and not just the city of New York, the whole NBA thinks about Kyrie right now. Yeah. I think they're saying, even when he decided to show up, how good was he really? He was averaging 30 this this year. Which is true. But was he worth the 30 that he was putting up to absolutely diminish what the New York Nets, I mean the Brooklyn Nets were to the NBA? Uh, I mean... I definitely think he's worth it. I I think the off the off the court problems aren't even your biggest problem with mm-hmm. him. I think your biggest problem is getting him on the court. Yeah. You know, he's had injury issues his entire career. You know, he's been dealing with um non-vaccination bans from the mm-hmm. from the league. The anti-semitic stuff. I mean, it's it's just it's hard to get him on the court. Um and I think when you have a almost thirty four year old point guard who's small and undersized mm-hmm. in the NBA when you're playing eighty two games, if a player is injury injury prone, they will get injured. Yeah, it's almost every time. It's almost a certain every time. The only the only outlier is LeBron. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't see it going well for the Mavericks. I don't see it either. But I wonder if how Luka Doncic is going to handle if it doesn't go well. I think he's going to be. I think he and everybody else on the Mavericks team is going to be very easy to say. You know what, Kyrie just don't show up anymore. I, don't, I think I don't think that was even the move he wanted to see. No, I don't think that's the move you want to see for who, Kyrie or Doncic. Yeah, if I'm Luka, I'm a little frustrated about that. Yeah, he needs ball time. Luka needs all the ball time. He needs ball time, and he needs an interior defender. Mm-hmm. That's what he needs. He needs somebody like a Giannis. He doesn't get any of that with or Kyrie. even like a Vucevic. Just somebody big that can defend the rim. Because, I mean, right now, their two best players are defensive liabilities on the perimeter. Of course. Of course. Terrible look in playoff basketball. Terrible Just look for it. any type of basketball, especially playoff. No. I mean, I the think season Luke has been agree. having. I think we both agree the Mavericks probably – aren't the best off after that deal. Mm. Weird to think about where the Nets are. So I've been hearing... Well, here's the thing about where the Nets are right now. Simmons isn't tradable. Durant is a little bit too tradable. Yep. A little bit too tradable. Mm-hmm. And besides those two players, you're now the Houston Rockets. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Brooklyn's bench... Is crazy deep. Mm-hmm. Cra- like we're talking twenty fifteen Warriors deep. Somehow, somehow, and I, I guess the Rockets too are pretty deep as well. They just don't have any other than like Christian Wood. They really don't have anybody crazy. Yeah, but um, 
it it's weird because if if Katie stays, and Ben Simmons takes a half step up, <laughs> you're gonna need to take a lot more than that. You really don't need him. To. He he's playing John Dixon basketball right now. If if they if they stay healthy, they're deeper than anybody else in the league. Yeah. No. I mean they can put together three starting fives, with the which kind is of important. They have in the playoffs. It's it's everything in the playoffs. I mean, nine times out of ten, the team that wins it all is the healthiest. Yeah. Of Just course, how it is. right now, as we're filming this podcast, the deal's not done yet. It's true. There's actually reports that the Nets are actually trying to bring in a third team to this hmm. deal. I don't know why. I don't know what the reasoning for that would be. It seems to be that the Nets and Mavs are uniquely connected to the yeah. Kyrie mm-hmm. trade. But I think that either A, the Nets are trying to get a little bit too much bang for their buck, or B, somebody else is on the move. Well, they have the cap space to do it. Exactly. They have is, the cap space to get another solid player. Yeah. Not anybody like an all-star, but a solid player. And they serviceable need, at least. They need to use it on a big interior center. Yeah. That's really their only path to success. If, if, they, if the Mavericks don't get another a, a center, it's they, just gonna they be will same old not Mavericks. have any, any type of uh, success. No. I think especially within the division they're into, it's going to be important to have that center for the playoffs. I mean, think about how they match up with the Grizzlies. Not well. What matchup do you like? I don't like any of them. What, who's going to guard Steven Adams, the Aquaman? Who's just a freaking nature? I mean, I guess who's going to guard Luka, but... Jaw. You want to put Jaw on Luka? I don't want to, I mean, but if I, I had if to. Offensively, yes. If I had to. I think I'd rather have Jaw on... Um, Kyrie. Oh, well, if, Assuming if, if, he's there. if the trade goes through, I'd much rather have John Kyrie and put Brooks or somebody on Luka. You can't stop him. You just need to slow him up. I also think the Mavs are in a strangely weird position because the past two big moves they've made have worked out terribly. Because mm-hmm. you got Porzingis, who was supposed to be your interior guy. Yeah. Petered out. You Almost let immediately. J- you let Jalen Brunson walk. That hurt. Mm-hmm. If you had Jalen Brunson still, you wouldn't need Kyrie. Yeah. And you could have gotten somebody else. But you let him walk, and now you're here. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm, a lot of people have been saying that I, they think the Mavericks could win it all. I don't see it. At this point, I don't think it's possible. I don't either. And with that, I think we're going to wrap up our first ever sports show. It's a good one. From Naturally Occurring. We'll see you next time, guys. Thank you very much for listening.